Welcome back or welcome to the Magic Mike Podcast. We are your hosts, Nikki Lowe. And I'm Crystal Powell. This is very exciting. I am so happy to be here, Crystal. Me too. We have a wonderful guest on with us today. We have Goody Howard, the sex educator's sex educator. Expertise. Who has been connecting people to pleasure for over 17 years. She's touring around giving talks on rideology, lickology. She is a, a sexual expert. She's a sex expert. She's also doing that in corporate places. So if you can be on both sides of the field, you can be the below, the after five and you can lecture in corporate spaces. That means that you've completely been on all sides of the spectrum. So Goody Howard is going to be a great guest for us today. And we are going to learn how to get sexy. We're going to take an, an intentional approach to sex, pleasure, and confidence. Let's cut to break really quick. When we come back, we have more with Goody Howard. <laughs> Hey, Goody. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. You are here in the studio with us today. In person. We in get person. To, we get to see all this, this yumminess, and we are ready to ask Goody all the things. Oh, that, yeah. Listen, that's why that's why the brand is called that. People ask Goody all the things. Ask Goody all the things. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can tell. we. I'm, I'm wearing my church clothes. Like I, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm ready. I dress for company today. You dress, I'm so, I'm so I'm, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> She does look very nice. Very nice, Nikki. She you got a hosiery. Nice. Uh, I, I told her when we got out the car. I said, oh, you got your stockings on today. Yeah, got I said, I already put a hole in them. Don't look too close. Listen, that's what that's the problem with hosiery. <laughs> that's when you know you were raised by, you know, because we wore stockings. Mm-hmm. We wore slips. slips things mm-hmm. like that. I am slip so, years old. Yes. Yeah, so, yes, Nikki. Great job, mama. No. I ain't know where to buy a slip there. now. Thank you. I tried. They don't sell slips, probably. Do they sell slips? It's, it's oh. probably a negligee now or something. Well, Baby they doll. wear everything see-through. Now it's a see-through with the thong. I'm like, is this cl- First of they're all, wearing the I slip. don't even understand a thong. Oh, yeah. I can't wear one. She don't fit. I don't know what. Where, who? I lost it. I'm Where'd just, it go? I'm just not going to wear no panties if that's the case. If I'm <laughs> I that gotta, pressed, I got to wrap her up. She needs a, she need a little security blanket. I, I need, can't have her out there in the wilderness I need something between me and the world. Okay. Yeah. However, comma. If my dress is above the knee, I will put on panties. Or bi- at least biking shorts. You know, something. Boy mm, yeah. shorts, something. If the dress is to the float, I wear drawers. Drawers are optional. Then you have the drawers that no one sees. I, well, I used to call those the period panties. Yes, the yeah. grandma the drawers, panties, all of them. Yeah. yeah, that's the only but time see, I'm See, I'm, I'm to that point where the period is hopefully about to stop, Lord. I'm like, how long we doing this? Lord, I've seen yeah. what you do for others. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get it. Because I can okay. see right now, okay. we will... I see what you were saying before we got started. This conversation can go thing. on and on and on. <laughs> but, I mean, we're joking, but it's so serious. This subject, you've been doing this for over 17 years. You have a class called... Rideology, uh-huh. so many other classes. What made you decide the world needs to know how to get on that thing and ride it? Well, okay. So I've always been a, the freaky friend. Mm. We all have that, I like right? That. Uh-huh. And um, so say it with your chest. You know what I'm saying? I've always been the freaky friend, and mm-hmm. I've also I'm a hustler, baby. Okay, you know. Um, and so I basically people ask me questions, and I if I didn't know, I go look it up. The, when I started doing this work, though. I feel like when enough people ask the question, I hate repeating myself. <laughs> Thusly, you know, I have a master's in public health. So I created an intervention <laughs> to improve sexual pleasure outcomes. Um, and so people ask me enough questions, I make a workshop. So there's a rideology, lick is oral sex on a penis, lip service is oral sex on a vulva, uh, strokeology for people with penises and people that were strap-ons. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sensual intelligence, which is the soft skills, separating pleasure from sex. Oh. Um, then I do the professional development. So I do sex, gender, and equity. I do navigating pronouns, sexuality through the lifespan, all the different. I've been booked by Meta twice, but I can't run ads on their platform. <laughs> Y'all you heard, heard her? That? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sucker Capitalism. <laughs> now, did you get any going into this? Because as we all know, sex and to pleasure your body and to to say what you want, this is all, you know, you can't ooh, you yeah, can't. Yeah, all talk the pearls about were clutched. Yeah. All the pearls. So how did you know that you were gonna push through and do this anyways without with the resistance that you were getting from the world? Because everybody's, oh, you talk about sex. Oh, Lord. Um, I I credit my daddy for this because I am a daddy's girl. Um, I was raised that resistance is <laughs> existence. Come on, Lord. I've been ahead of my time my whole life. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So I've been doing this 17 years. Been doing it full time for seven, profitable for four. When I say profitable, I mean more than I make way more than I did in my day job. Hell yeah! Um, I used to be an accountant. Uh, I mean, so, she knew what she she was counting. What yeah, she I was, was counting. Yeah. Um, and so I've always gotten pushback. That's just the nature of the beast. Um, but when people have conversations with me, they're like, "Oh shit, I need her. I'm tripping because I talk about sex and pleasure because those are two different things, as though it's Tupperware." Like, I am very casual in the way I have conversations around it. And we all need Tupperware. You know, Tupperware is game changer. It <laughs> yeah. saves lives. Yeah. The woodly. Uh, the, yeah. You know, <laughs> you don't want them getting discolored there. So no, you got to know you gotta, how to clean it right. You got to get know? it together. So um, I, I've always been this person. And people that have known me forever are like, this makes sense for you. You're, this is this makes perfect sense. It is. Goody Howard, you came to us as the sex educator's sex educator. I am your favorite sex educator's favorite sex educator. It's in my bio. It is. <laughs> Tell us more about that. What? Uh, so I do I do a lot of trainings. And so I'm an ancestor at this point. I am auntie years old. Um, and there are people that are getting human sexuality degrees learning about me and my work. <gasps> so you're like a college course now. Uh, not a college course, but I am a part of college courses. I lecture in college spaces. Uh, I'm on campuses all the time. Um, but also I am your favorite sex educator's favorite sex educator. I teach SARS, which are sexual attitude reassessments. I co-facilitate some of those. And you, if you're a sex therapist or sex educator that wants to get certified, you have to have a SAR. And I teach SARS. And so a lot of people that people love have taken my SARS. Or I do business coaching for human sexuality professionals because my bachelor's is in business. Um, and a lot of times as sex educators, we want to change the world. But we don't understand that you can't pour from an empty cup. Uh, my, my speaking coach says you need to pour from the overflow. And so I help human sexuality professionals reach their overflow because it's a business. So I show them the business back end. A lot, of, um, a lot of business coaches don't know what to do with us. They don't understand that dildos are just inventory. Um, they don't understand the limitations on what we do and how we can't run ads on social media, et cetera. So that's why I say I'm your favorite sex educator's favorite sex educator because I'm helping them do what they have been called to do and be profitable doing it. Did you start off knowing that this was going to be your calling because you were sexually free yourself and you knew exactly what you wanted and how to ask for it and how to do it? Uh, well, I yes and no. So I grew up in a sex-positive household. It was a body-negative household, but a sex-positive household. My mother's a nurse. She taught us about, you know, all of that. So I've always been that person. I've always been able to teach other people to do it and not so much advocating for myself. Um, Advocating in your own, you know, they say chefs don't cook at home. 
uh, <laughs> advocating in my own relationships from a very physician heal thyself kind of perspective. I'm trained to do therapy, although I don't. And so I definitely, my work shows up in my parenting and my partnering, you know, and my professionalism. But um, it hasn't always been that way. It's definitely, you know, lifelong learning. Tell people think that all I do is orgasms and dildos and rainbows, right? Which, yes, but and, right? Applied linguistics, critical race theory, public health, policy, social work, sociology, all of the things are about sex. Everything in the world is about sex except sex. Sex is about power. And I can connect everything, everything to the absence, presence, omission, or repression, or oppression of human sexuality. I wish I could travel with you around the world because with my stand-up, I get in so much heat Mm. because of talking about sex. And I always joke about it and say, the people that are complaining about me talking about sex is because they're not having it. Mm. So why are you mad? Why are you? And that's why, because you know, here with Magic Mike, it's all about, you know, empowerment. It's all about, you know, asking for what you want. And this job came to me at the right time because I had just lost a job out. Comedy, and um, and the reason I didn't get the job because they said, "Oh, you were you really talked about the female anatomy too much and too much fupa talk, too much fupa Uh. talk." And you know, we just really, you know, people don't really want to hear that. I was like, my demographic men don't want to hear that. There we go. My demographic is women. (laughs) White men don't want to hear that. Cis white men don't want to hear that. I did said it. I said it, and I meant it. (laughs) But. It came at such a great point because I was reprimanded for talking about myself. I was mm-hmm. like, who better to talk about titties than a, a person that with has titties. them? Exactly. So it's crazy. I wish you were with me all the time because people really want to make you feel bad about talking about sex. So in your class, though, <laughs> you actually, you you do demonstrations. Yeah. We have a, so we're going to take Ooh, a quick ridology? break. Ridology? Yeah. Yes, ridology. Ride-dology. We're going to take a quick break. Okay. And when we get back, we're going to check this video out okay. that you show in your showcases. Okay. So excited. We are back with sex educator and overall magical person, Goody Howard. And we are so excited to figure out what Rideology is. <laughs> I know that the the term ology is the study of something. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm assuming it's this this practice and study of riding, riding that thing uh-huh. Uh-huh. like a rodeo. Uh-huh. <laughs> we are in Texas. We are in Texas. Donkey. Absolutely that. Because I, I, science and whole shit is a cornerstone of what I do. I use science to explain pleasure. Science and whole shit is the name of the book that I'm working on. It's not finished. I own scienceandhoshit.com. Scienceandhoshit.com. Okay. Ain't nothing on it. I love but, that it's you know, hoshit. I just uh, love shit. that you are acknowledging and they need to put it in the dictionary because it is a real thing. But mm. let's get into this video. <laughs> yes, please. I, I can't wait. I Show can't me wait. now. Put your feet parallel with the breasts. Anybody want to practice? Parallel with the nipples. I'm going to show them the ride. I'm going to show the position Parallel first. with the nipples, it. she okay. said. Okay. My feet are never that parallel far. Parallel with the, with the nipples, okay? Any hands? You're going to sit in the chair like this. You're going to sit in your throne like this. Open your legs a little bit. You got good knees, ma'am. You got Meg the Stallion knees. Mm -hmm. Now look. Back rolls. Oh! I'm I'm using her knees. Oh, she's up and down and all around. My elbows out. Hands on my knees with my thighs. Hey! Drawing circles with my knees. Oh! I got a little choke pulling. Don't play. Some I'm of trying to learn. I just want to learn okay. and put become a student. A little bit. You're going to put your elbows on your knees. Give me your hands. 
because you're flat-footed, so that means you're taking all the dick. I need some cushion in there. I need to be able to put my hands up there for some, oh, for yeah. some safety. Well, you are flat-footed, ma'am, well, which means you're sitting. You're all the way on the dick. But yeah. So here's the thing. In the- ouch <laughs> and ouch, ouch. Ooh, ooh, my ooh. cervix doesn't like that. Yeah. Well, listen, it depends on the penis and, and or a dildo, right? The class talks about how to uh, ride dick if you have, you know, five and below. Or if you're working with a monster. You See, I don't me? like monsters. Ooh. Monsters stay away. There's such it's a thing in between. Yeah, yeah, and there is. There's very much a thing, um, such a thing as too big. But I talk about all of that. So when I created this workshop, I, ta- I took into consideration the impact on the knees and back, the size of the person on top, the size of the person on bottom, and the size of dick or dildo in play. And or both. <laughs> or both. I mean, DP is a thing. DP is a thing. But um, oh, my family's not watching. <laughs> my mom but, listens. Or listening. But it's like, and so we talk about like when you have a larger or longer or thicker penis, how do you navigate that when you're riding? All of that. That's just one position. I teach five. Okay, so I got questions. All right. I, I, yeah, because that I'll video, that video <laughs> just had me because it let me realize for one, I don't know what I'm doing at all. When you are Because men always want you to get on top. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my thing is anything over 10, 15 minutes gets bored. First of all, 10, 15 minutes is a long time in sex time. Thank you. To be clear. Wrangle that back. Three minutes. You get on top. You get on top. You two, three good circles. Your dick, you know, your back start hurting. Your check engine light come on. You know what I'm saying? I tell people that all the time. Anything (laughs) over 30 minutes with me requires a W-2. That's a shift. Yes. Because what are you trying to prove? Thank you. The fuck are you doing? That's a shift, sir. You have, this is employment at this time. You better get in and get out. You're trying to get chose. I get my lunch break after that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Get snacks, something. But I think, so with the positions and stuff, um, I tell people all the time, you will be able to ride dick for five minutes straight after this class, or I'll give you your money back. See, I can do something. Babe, time me. Babe, time me. I need my Venmo. I also say, I also say, don't do that shit. You can ride dick for five minutes. You can ride dick in these positions for, you know, 10, 20 minutes. Don't do that shit, though, because you're setting the expectation too high. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what you and start, now you, you got to finish. Because right. yep. see, when you first get married or when you first get with the guy, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm going to give it to him every mm-hmm. night. Then they expect that. They expect that shit. So if you go in slow and easy. Yes. You set the expectation. <laughs> yeah. And do you feel that men are more sexual creatures than than women like no. we're you don't no i think it's propaganda because we are socialized to be sexual not for ourselves now i will say that i think that men are more sexual for when it comes to their pleasure they are more connected to their pleasure but women everything is about getting a man keeping a man uh, uh looking good for a man doing this cooking I, first of all you're assuming i want a man you're assuming i want a man First mistake, okay? Secondly, why can't I just connect to pleasure for me? Because that's, and so here's the thing. When I teach my workshops, I teach it from the perspective of whoever is performing the sexual act because their pleasure is paramount. I don't, they're like, I hear people say, oh yeah, you need to teach them how to please their man. First of all, sir, fuck you. I am not teaching people how to please their partners. I am teaching people how to connect to pleasure with confidence. And pleasing themselves. These two fingers have a life insurance policy. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And it's like, if you, don't, if you don't understand how what pleasure looks like for you, yeah. you can't communicate that to your mm-hmm. partner. And your orgasm is your responsibility. Uh, so, I'd be mean, like, if you can't do it, I know, lay right there. I know how to just move your leg a little bit. Just let me get right, right. here. Okay. Correct. Da, 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 and we there. Correct. But it's so true that women are socialized differently in terms of how we view sex. Correct. And pleasure. Like, like, we are, like, it's for our 
we're doing it for, sort of and thing. we're doing it for our partner. We're not doing it for ourselves. It's like you gotta suck dick, like you get to suck dick. You oh, it's me? true. And so, well, see, but see, you said get to suck dick. See, I, honey, I hadn't got to the point my where I'm love. like, yay, I get to suck dick. Ma'am, let me tell you something. I had if no you have not, a chore. if you have not reached orgasm from performing oral sex, your life is incomplete. It is Wait, incomplete. Me, me reached orgasm. Uh-huh. Nope. Uh-huh. Hold my hand, Nikki, because we are there together on that. Please so here's show the thing. us and teach us. So I when like I breathing. teach when I teach um oral my oral sex workshops, be it a penis or a vulva, um, I talk about stimulating your genitals while you're performing on your partner. Okay. Oh. Right? So what happens is, this is the science that helps you. Okay. What happens is a sort of operant conditioning starts to happen where you have this sort of secretious experience of giving pleasure and receiving pleasure. Oh, so I start to associate you, dick uh-huh. sucking with... Well, using your mouth, not even dick sucking. Mm-hmm. You associate using your mouth with pleasure on your genitals. It's mm-hmm. operant conditioning. And over time, it creates this Pavlovian response. Woof, woof, baby! <laughs> Y'all didn't know I was going to be talking about sucking dick and Pavlovian response. Sure Science <laughs> and what? Oh, shit. Um, so... It starts to create, it's like training wheels for yourself, right? So at a certain point, your body's like, oh, we on this again? Bet. We know what to do. That muscle memory kicks in. And so, and if you've never reached orgasm with your partner's genitals in your mouth, baby. I have never. Whole nother ball game. I'd be like trying I'm to stop so I don't bite nobody. Stop from oh, my yeah. Water. <laughs> no. And we, go, we work on gag reflex too. Yeah. We were, I hate I didn't bring my dildo. You should have brought we it because I need this class. Listen, I will send y'all the replay. I'm gagging thinking about it. So, Sorry. No, we, okay, so. So, so gag reflex control is breath control. Really? That's all it is. So you want to inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth and say, ah. So what happens is, as you're exhaling, mm-hmm. you're going to plunge the dick down and come back out. The ah opens up the throat and relax the soft muscle tissue in the Ooh, throat. That feel good, though. And you look sexy doing it too. Damn, I can see you talking somebody into doing what you want them to do. I got all lost for a second. I was like, damn, open your mouth again. So, but when you do it right, the uh-huh. ah distracts the gag reflex, the vibration from ah. Your partner can feel ah through your mouth. That's why they be wanting you to hum. Uh huh. And it relaxes that smooth muscle tissue. So sometimes when you go in hard and you throw, your throat hurt the next day, it's because it was a cold muscle. It wasn't relaxed. Oh, we didn't stretch first. But that ah relaxes the smooth muscle tissue. And that exhale opens up the throat. So as you're plunging, is ah, ah. And you cannot, again, you can't inhale through your mouth with a dick in your mouth anyway. So you're going to inhale through your nose and then plunge. It's ah, ah. But that's how you help with the gag reflex. I saw someone on TikTok and they're like, pinch your nose and thump your forehead. Who finna thumb me in the forehead if I'm finna suck some dick? Calm down. Good. And can you let the guys know, though, please, that, okay, we're, we're, we're working on getting to suck the dick. But while we're getting to suck the dick, can y'all let us do it? We don't need you pushing it in our forehead and getting it and oh, yeah. pushing it. I mean, it, it depends it. on if you like that. But here's another thing. If we, like when they push your head yeah, down. let us is, do it. This is what I tell people. If you don't want them pushing your head, you take their hands and put them on your face. Because oh. now they're helping. They can feel the dick going in and out of your cheeks. The softness of your face adds layers to the pleasure. And I teach that the the with lick and with rhodology and with lip service because I teach oral sex on a vulva too. What does that mean on a vulva? A pussy, uh, 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 pussy kissing because you need to be kissing like you kiss my mouth anyway. Ooh. Mm. Is there you know anything that we can do to get ourselves you know rammed up before we go to get to sucking dick? Well, yeah. So that's gonna be uh, your upright, clothed, everyday situational health, right? Staying hydrated, okay. drinking half your body weight ounces in water a day. You cannot squirt Starbucks. I feel like I have. 
You might want to, but you cannot squirt Starbucks. Okay. Now, speaking of squirting, though, because uh-huh. I've never done it, and I've no. always felt like that was just women urinate. No. Well, if, a, if a penis can come and pee from the same hole, why can't a vagina? It's true. It is different. It might You've be- done it, Nikki? Every woman can. Yes, I have. Every woman that was assigned female at birth has the physical capability to squirt. But it's like ab muscles. It's like six packs. We all got ab muscles, but we don't all have Mine six Mine are packs. hidden. So and that, that shit takes focus and intention. It's true. It's also how I knew like I wasn't broken. Because <laughs> we think we're broken. We think it's us. Here's the thing. When you're having sex that you enjoy. Uh-huh. Okay. Keyword enjoy. Ooh, okay. Ooh, she mm, said it. I didn't. Enjoy. And you feel like you got to pee? It's not pee. See, I'm always worried. And you I'm like, wait, 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 I gotta I, pee, I gotta pee, I gotta yeah. pee. You try to go pee and you can't because you just fucked away your orgasm. Yes. That's so here's true. the thing. When you it feels like you have to pee because it's the same muscle groups, it's the same body parts, and it comes out the same hole. But squirt is the uh water from the bladder and the fluid from the skin's gland, science and how shit, fluid from the skin's gland, which is the female prostate. The bladder holds water. It doesn't become urine until it mixes with the impurity from the kidneys. So Bladder kidneys urethra is urine. Bladder skin's gland urethra is squirt. And that's why it feels the same. The sensations are the same because it's the same part of the body and comes out of the same hole. Science and what? Potions. I'm so glad I met you because I remember <laughs> Googling this the first time it happened to me. And th- there the being first, like. It's been more than once. Yes. Listen, I'm a, you're going to squirt before this. Before the, what, what day is it? You're going to squirt before this month is over. Listen, I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to do it with my leg up too. You got, you're not gonna be. That's that's how I know you're never squirted because you can't control shit when you start squirting. You I, hear me? I just did not you, lie. I said I have you never. You're gonna be speaking. You're gonna be saying shit. I'm not your nothing. Sometimes, sometimes you be. You, that's it. Your face. Listen. Your face. I'm dead. That's it. That's what it's going. Get up cooking a full breakfast in the morning. Correct. Nikki, how many times have you done it? A a lot. And I'll okay. How many times do you squirt? A lot. Yes. Bars. I'll be honest, I haven't done it with anybody. Mm-hmm. It's all been Most of my clients pleasure. do squirt on their own. Another masturbation mistake. Uh-oh. People don't use lubricant. My current favorite is called Fuck Water. Well, you know those um those um hands-free soap dispensers? Uh-huh. Get one of those, fill it up with lube, put it by the bed. Now you're just doing that. Now what if your kids coming out? Oh my First of all, fuck them kids. <laughs> Stay out my room. Why the fuck are you in my room? I don't go in your room messing with your stuff. I can tell that you are a true, confident person. Yes. How do you, do you learn anything from your students sometimes? Like, do you learn through them? Like, okay, I'm teaching them, but also this is what I'm getting out of this. I, oh, I definitely get a lot out of it. Um, and I, sometimes I do learn from my students. I definitely learn from my colleagues and my sister in the industry. Um, and I, I, I'm all about professional development, so I'm consistently learning. Sexuality is so expansive. There's no such thing as a sex part. You can't be an expert about sex because it's too expansive. Like, you can't coach life. You can coach an aspect of life, but you cannot coach all of life, honey. It's too much. I am an expert on the universe. Correct. Because <laughs> universal, like, no. Yeah. And also, what I love to tell people is I'm a confidence coach. People want to make me the dildo lady and all the things, and I am that. But the sexiest thing you can be is confident. Yes. And I can hear it. I can see it. I can hear it. And it's like, I have a, I created this whole pedagogy around like what I do and the, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I created a pleasure pyramid Ooh. that's in alignment with Maslow's hierarchy. Of so needs. the hierarchy of needs, that's like your basic needs are at the bottom. Uh-huh. Like and then the self-actualization, the, the genuine confidence, to be clear. The genuine confidence is the top of the pyramid. The bottom of the pyramid is orgasm because that's just physiological response to stimulus. I like it though. But it's so it's amazing. <laughs> but it's the easiest part. It's the lowest hanging fruit. And then Uh-oh. there are layers in that get you to that gen, genuine 
self-confidence. Because people ask me, honestly, I get asked about my confidence all the time. How are you so confident? Originally, I took offense. Because. Right? Like, how would I not be? Because I can't be fat and confident at the same time. Oh, okay. I was like, why? And, and that's a thing, right? But my confidence is not rooted in what I look like. I'm First of all, I'm cute. Hello. Don't, don't try this at home. Um, <laughs> so Very I'm, cute. But my confidence is not rooted in what I look like. My confidence is rooted in the fact that I'm intelligent, I'm funny, I'm stylish, I'm caring, I'm kind, right? Child of God, I see it. I, you know, I got God, but no religion. <laughs> okay. But you know, yeah. um, it's, it's not on me, it's in me. You feel mm-hmm. me? And so that shows up and I show up authentically me. And if I can't be me, I ain't going. <sighs> and that's what I love about Magic Mike because they want, even with Nikki and I, I'll mm-hmm. never forget it in the beginning when we started this podcast, you know, that I was pulling back, and they were like, "Be you, You're right?" Because I've been told so so many years, Crystal. Can you bring that Wrangle back? It in. Can you bring that like, back? Just, can you just bring that back? Notch. And they were like, "You know, no, just be you." And so that's why I'm so thankful for this podcast because we get to do it, but we get to learn yeah. from you guys. Because I know I'm gonna look back at this and be like, "Crystal, close your mouth," because I've been catching <laughs> myself just over here, mouth open, just fascinated with everything. I, but I that love you're it. Saying I love it. I love what I do. My children. Get to see me living my dreams, mm. and that's mm. being passed on. My children, my all of my children are hustlers. I very much align my children with what they say they want to do. But they saw mommy get two masters degrees. My son been with me, you know, my whole life. He was there when I graduated with my bachelor's, both my master's degrees, and I'm I'm working on a PhD. I will be Doctor Goody, but uh, I took. Oh, a I can't wait. My goodies, my goodies, my goodies. My friend Doctor Jasmine. Goodies. Every time I call her, she has to sing the song before she says hello. To I, me. It just makes sense. You have to. But I heard you say earlier. That, you know, we're responsible mm-hmm. for our own Everybody is, first. yes. Yeah. You're responsible for your own orgasm. Your pleasure, your orgasm is your responsibility. A good fuck is a person. It's not, it's not, a, it's not the experience. Are you a compatible partner? And so if I can't tell you what feels good to me or I get you there and guide you, you're just going to do best practices on me. So you fucking me with the last bitch information. Mm-hmm. But see, that takes confidence, too, because you're vulnerable, you're naked. You know, we all know how we feel. I know how I feel when I'm naked. That takes the most confidence to be sit there and say, I've had to be with you so long for me to just be like, uh-uh, to the left. Oh, uh-uh, that ain't it. Ooh, do it another way. Let's say someone's kissing your pussy and you want them to do something a little different. Then you just kind of shift your hips or maybe caress their head and move their head while you're touching their head. Or like, okay, baby, easy. Calm down. I ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I like- like you can get you can guide a motherfucker without yeah. guiding a motherfucker. You uh, feel easy, me, baby? That yeah. ain't, it ain't going nowhere. This, this right. This lunches every day. You know what I'm saying? This is a buffet. <laughs> All you can eat, baby. Yeah, baby. And that's the thing. Like there are ways to guide, and you also want to talk to the way you want to be talked to. When we say sexy, what do we mean? Most people think like Jessica Rabbit, right? That's sexy. When I think sexy, I think attractive. I think powerful. I think flexible. I think beautiful. I think confident. So the words mean things. I've never felt sexy, but I feel confident. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that hits different. So thinking of sexy and what you feel like sexy is supposed to be, not what media tells you sexy is supposed to be. Yeah. And then you'll, you'll embody that. You see what I'm saying? Because we're so busy trying to do what people tell us. You know, I always say this. Freedom is what other people do for you. Liberation is what you do for yourself. I do liberation work. Because I, I know how to do all kinds of shit. I don't do all kinds of shit. My lines in the sand are surprising to people. Oh, what are they? I find it up my desk. Oh, I'm, I don't like spit play. I see that. Yeah. That's not a thing. Okay. And I'm not a I'm not an anal girl. That was my next, that's oh. where I was going next. I'm not an anal girl. Now, I can teach it, and I help people have it more comfortably and all the things. 
And I definitely tried it to know I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's, you, it's one thing to say you don't like shit and you ain't never tried it. Yeah. Um, I definitely tried it and, and was like, mm, it's better if the penis is smaller for me. I, 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 yeah, thank. I've had I've had anal sex I didn't hate, but it wasn't I liked it. No, nah, look good old thumb. I'm cool. You, you I don't can, want, I don't you like. You can hitchhike your way up my anal all day. I don't like the. I don't like the <laughs> pressure. <laughs> up the chair, up the Hershey we're Highway. Gonna, we're gonna call Hit, the episode that hit, you can hitchhike up my anal all day. Yeah, hitchhike up the Hershey Highway. Um, I but just a full dick. Nah. But I don't like the pressure. I also would never have a threesome with a person I plan on keeping. Um, yeah, like my husband could have a partner, and I don't need to bear witness to the shit because that's mine. I'm. You met, wait, met, wait, wait. I don't understand that. Go back. You're talking he, about polyamory? Um, we're not poly, but I'm saying. I used to be. I was okay, so cool. I was, but now I'm not. I'm, so, because I'm married and he ain't with that shit. But when we were dating, he was, because I was dating other people and he knew it. Okay. But married, I guess that means no. Yeah. But <laughs> everybody's I guess since we took vows, you know, and vows we gotta and mean shit, it. You know. But if he ever was like, we, we can open up the relationship, I'd be like, okay, bet, say less. But <laughs> I love my husband. Like, that's my motherfucking person. Yeah. Do you hear me? But the variety is a thing. Um, and you know, I'm an Aquarius. Um, so with, he could have a partner and I wouldn't be tripping. I don't need to be there though, because if he make a sound or do a move that I ain't never seen, bitch, we got a motherfucking problem. Yeah. So, but I have definitely had partners that, you know, we fucked girls together or, you know, it was a threesome situation or what have you. I've definitely been a unicorn. Um. You're in the right place. (laughs) You know, I am. I am the unicorn, right? But, um, that that's not a line in the sand for me. Your your desires for sex change just like your palate for food changes. Yeah. And so I do, definitely encourage people to try again if it was something that you didn't like. Now, if there's something that just like you cannot keep your food down when you think about it, don't try that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Unless the vomit play is what you like. But, yeah. you know, oh, yes. There's all kind of play. There's all kind of play. People fuck people's hair. Like, there's all kind of... Oh, my goodness, Goody. That was so much information. I cannot wait to try all of it. Guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the amazing Goody Howard. And we're back, y'all, with Goody Howard. I just want all of the information, and I want the confidence. I feel like the reason I chose well chose comedy or ended up being in comedy because I'm, I'm an athlete, and then I've always been the... Mm-hmm. The, the person goofy. to get it done. Yeah, and the goofy girl and the funny girl. We wanted, you know. But I, if, like, one of the things why it's hard for me to act is because when the camera's looking at me and I'm not doing anything, in my brain, I'm like, what is your face doing, bitch? Calm down. You're looking weird. What you mm. doing? You should probably do this. Oh, I lean like this. <laughs> like this. This is sexy. Like, when I see girls or like you and Nick, I'm like, I'm like, okay, you know. Now, but see, <clears> I've <throat> never looked at that as sexy. I just look at that as that's my job and that's what I Men love to do. Men think women I, that are funny are sexy as hell. If they're not that? intimidated by them. They're, 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 that's what it is. It's a safe, funny bitches are safe. Um, but don't be funny and cute. You see what I'm saying? Oh. You're funny and cute. Their brain explodes. They don't know what to they do. Don't, I have so many male friends that love and respect me. And they don't, some of them have not, are no longer my friends because they didn't know what to do with that respect because they didn't have, they never respected a woman before that they couldn't fuck or that they weren't socially responsible for. Mm-hmm. And so they thought they had to respect me with their dick. And so we couldn't be friends anymore because now you're tripping, right? I don't fuck my friends. If we fucking now, you're a hoe. You're one of my tricks. You're not a friend anymore. Um, and so I have friends that respect me because they think I'm, you know, I'm logical, I'm rational, I can have conversations. But men are not socialized to be how to interact with women they are not attracted to, socially responsible for, 
You know what I'm saying? If that's not your wife, your daughter, your mother, your sister, you don't know what to do with a bitch, right? And so sometimes they're attracted to me. Sometimes they're not. And it just sort of grows, you know what I'm saying? Because it's this respect and it's this intimacy and this closeness and this familiarity. And they 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 like things about me and they become attracted to me. You see what I'm saying? All of that shit. I don't want none of it. I had motherfuckers come to me and be like, you know, I really don't like big girls, but you so fly. And I'd be like, does that work? Get out my face. No, here's the thing. Back when I was pimping, you had to flip a coin. Because either I'm going to fuck you and have you looking for me in the daytime with a flashlight, or I'm going to embarrass you. And I flip a coin to figure out which it's going to be. Because you're not going to come at me like this, and you're not going to come at no fat bitch behind me like this. They do it because it works. And it shouldn't. Why do you think it works? Because we, we are socialized to settle for the male attention that we can get. Ouch. Ouch, it's so true. It hurts. And that's what I was saying before. It's like I had sex before I had ever had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Like I was like. Most of us did. And, and, and then you have an orgasm. You're like, what was, what? <laughs> what right. I think this and that's why, that's why I advocate for um, parents to provide their children with, with pleasure tools at a certain age. Because. What age? Uh, 15, 16. Okay. Um, Honestly, that's and, it, and they're not all dildos. They're, no, you know, and finger and vibes and, and, and things like, like that. And I feel like that's safe. And boys too. The pocket pussies and all the things. Because. Um, you learn at home. You learn right. You, you learn what pleasure looks like for you. Um, and you know how when you first started fucking, the first motherfucker to come tell you you was pretty and give you an orgasm, you was behind that oh, motherfucker. At to, to your detriment. To my detriment. Why wouldn't you want to save your children from that? Because if I can make myself come, I'm looking at my partner selection very differently. I don't need you for that. This is nice, but I don't need you for that shit. What else you got? I'm not getting myself worse. I would just be worried about showing my kids how to come at 16 because this is the thing. It does feel great, and I wouldn't want them to get distracted. Well, Well, so studies show that— Not all of them. A lot of them are not. Studies show that teenagers are waiting to have sex. Studies are showing that teenagers that uh, masturbate regularly with pleasure delay sex with another person. Um, And they are more confident because they have autonomy over their bodies. And I think that um, if your child has a penis, you should let them masturbate with a condom on. Um, when I had the talk with my son, it's not a talk, it's a culture that you build in your household, to be clear. Um, but he gets condoms every month and lubricant every month. And I, 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 when we had the conversation about self-pleasure, I said masturbate with a condom because it helps with uh, skill building. Because <laughs> condoms don't work because they break because they were put on wrong. So it helps with skill building. It helps associate pleasure and condom use because the other complaint is, it don't feel good. Yeah, that's just the line men try to use. No, it does. It feels different. But if you start to equate condom use and pleasure, it don't matter. And it's a quicker cleanup. You know where all your socks and washcloths are on laundry day. Mama don't want right? to clean up that That's a, And that is a public health intervention because if we have that, then we're using increased condom use. That means less unwanted pregnancy. That means less abortion. That means less strain on the foster care system and social services. I mean, especially in Texas, right? Yeah. So we might as well, you know, condom up this motherfucker. Yeah. I also have a presentation that I do in colleges about vasectomy as family planning. Yes. yes. I tell them to bank their sperm in three different places. A vasectomy only costs $1,000 and it's covered by most insurance and Planned Parenthood. And my thing is, too, I have a lot of uh, same-sex couples, same-gender-every couples that reproduce. And what they do is, like, let's say if I'm me and my wife, if I want to get pregnant, we would use a sperm donor from her family lineage, like a, like a cousin Smart. or a brother, so that we are biologically tied to the That's child. Sm- I never thought about that. That means they look like us. Yep. Our, our, our medical histories are aligned and you both have a biological tie because what happens is let's say we break up. Now you gotta, if you didn't adopt that child while we were together, you have no rights. Exactly. But if you have a biological tie to this child, it looks real different. 
Man, you are dropping all types of jewels. I just look like this, girl. Don't let the blue hair fool you. I just look like this. People don't know what to expect when they talk to me, but I'm like, listen, my name is Goody Howard, MSW, MPH. My pronouns are she, her, and boss, and I don't code switch, and I cuss a little bit. Baby, I like she, that. her, and you boss. You spoke about Polly, and then I know that you do speak about, you know, the, the pronouns with our younger generation. Do you feel like the younger generation, they're more open to things like just being sexually fluid? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like you said, we've been socialized. Yeah. So if we want The kids to- are fine. It's us. The kids not in Congress fucking up shit. It's us. The kids not protesting about who can use a bathroom. It's us. The kids are fine. We have to unlearn. And we have to ex- understand that gender and sexuality expansive human beings are still human beings. And trans folk and non-binary folk are not the people that are out here violating children and all that. They're, that's men. Yeah. That's cisgender, heterosexual men. Yeah. The children are fine. It's us. We making it hard for them. You spoke about breaking patterns. Like mm-hmm. you spoke about the household that you grew up in, but also being a light for your children yes. and being sex positive and body positive for we your children. We are sex and body neutral in my house. Oh, I love that. Because you said you you grew up in a body negative yes, house. Yes, very much. I've been on diets since I was like four, mouser size. Oh, was that the Mickey Mouse? Yes. Like, yes. Oh, my mom had me with the Richard Simmons. Oh my God, Richard Simmons, uh, thigh master, fucking get in shape, girl. You remember that shit? The ribbon on the stick. Yeah, I remember that. All of that shit. All that shit. To <laughs> not give our parents a hard time. The re- they were just doing the best that they could. They were doing with what the they resources knew to do. They had. That's true. They, they were socialized have, as well. Yeah. Our generation, we, we had encyclopedias. Have, yeah. Yeah. Generations and generations before that, you were beaten if you tried to read. Yeah, it did. So, it's, it's, it's it's very much your culturation and where you come from, and if you've taken the opportunity to question anything. Ooh. When you first start questioning, it's a pebble in the ocean. You question one thing, and you start questioning every fucking thing else. But a lot of times, we weren't raised to question. It's just, you know, don't ask questions. Don't talk back. Don't, you know, it's, it's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, I get that. But tradition is peer pressure from dead people. And when you, <laughs> we think that a lot of the traditions existed for a reason in that time. Now, as, as culture shifts, those traditions may not serve us. Girl, you brought tears to my eyes so with that. That's so. We have to revisit what our traditions we hold and if they're serving us or not. Now, if they're not serving us, we don't have to get rid of it. We can and find something that fits differently, or we can just stretch it until it fits. It depends on if it's stretchable or not. I'm a parent. I'm preparing my children for success. I'm planting seeds for trees I'm never going to sit under. But that's my role as a parent, to be the parent that I wish I'd had, to be the trusted adult in my household. Parents assume that their kids are straight. All kids are not straight. Just like you always knew. If you're straight, you always knew you were straight. It's the same thing for people that are not straight. They know. They know, but they don't feel safe enough to say to come say something to you. And because we assume, like, if you ask your kid, hey, you like a little boy in your class? Because I said, ask your kid. Mm-hmm. I already, I ungendered my language a long time ago. But if you ask your daughter, you like a little boy in your class? And she say, no, she ain't lying to you. She like a little girl in her class. And it's okay. And she, and she answered your question. You just wasn't ready. You didn't for- ask the right question. Yeah. You say, do you like one of your little classmates? Is it somebody in your class you like? And then you have a more holistic answer because they see themselves in the question. The people that raised you and the way you were raised shows up in every step you take. Parents want to be like the main sex educator in their household, but they are not fucking prepared for that shit. You don't even know what you want, what you like. Yeah. People think sex ed is uh, teen pregnancy prevention and STI prevention. Yeah. 
It's so much bigger than that. That was my mama. Don't if you do it. Don't get pregnant. Get, don't you gonna get pregnant? And my dad was like, "Ain't nothing open after midnight but, but motels and legs and hospitals and jails." Yeah, and I'm like, "What kind of <laughs> advice is this?" Well, listen, guys, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we have a fun game for Miss Goody Howard. Um, so she's gonna tell us what's magic or the myth of all of this sexual talk out there. Yes, myth or magic. Myth or magic. Yes. And we're back with the amazing, the magical Goody Howard. All right, so we have a new segment that we want to play with you. It's called Myth or Magic. And now we think we want to sort of like try and guess first. Yes. Okay. Like I'm with whether that. it's a myth or magic a real the truth. Like, magic. Okay. Magical truth. Um, and then you can tell us okay. how we're wrong. Okay. Number one Myth or Magic? Masturbation has proven health benefits. I'm going to say hell to the yeah on that one. It has proven I'm health say benefits. Magic. Yeah, magic. magic as well. Absolutely. Magic. What are Mas- the health benefits? Oh, well, orgasm in general, masturbation, they say, you know, it's masturbation because it helps you figure out your pleasure. But the health benefits, it lowers blood pressure. Um, it helps with with headaches because when you lower your blood pressure, it helps with oh. headaches. Uh, it helps, it's a sleep aid. Uh, uh-huh, you'd be ready to it sleep. It helps with your like, thumb in your mouth. If you have like uh, allergies and things like that, it releases antihistamines in the body. Oh. Like, oh. yeah, all the things. Okay. Magic or myth. Do men or women get desensitized by masturbating a lot? Uh, Myth. I'm going to say magic. (laughs) You're both right, actually. Um, So, yes and no. So, people don't use lubricant. If you use lubricant, then you won't hurt yourself. But lubricant reduces the friction between you and whoever or whatever you're fucking. And because uh, erections are blood flow, clitoral erections and penal erections are blood flow. If you're not using lubricant, your natural lubricant is designed to evaporate. I don't give a fuck if you miss Whoppity Wop 2023, okay? Wop Wop 2000. That shit hit different with the ceiling fan on. You feel me? That wet ass <laughs> poop poop. Ah! So, so you use lubricant because if after their natural um, moisture evaporates, then you're compromising those blood vessels. You can burst those blood vessels, rupture them, and it changes the erection quality. And for people with penises specifically, lube is super important. Lotion is not lube. Uh, pink oil moisturizer is not lube. Baby oil, uh, Vaseline. Get you some motherfucking lubricant. If you have a dick, listen to me carefully. If you rupture your blood vessels in your dick because you don't want to use lubricant, it challenges your erection quality. Not your ability to have an erection, but the quality of that help. And if you have a penis, you know what I mean. Because sometimes it's a pickle, sometimes it's a pipe. You have I more. like pickles too, especially dill. I don't discriminate. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but I, I we also like quality. Little Schlossen pickle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So if you want to preserve your erection quality, use actual lubricant. How do we get men? That's my question. I'm sorry. I know we're on this mental <laughs> magic because this is this is real. I'm getting real life stuff with this. How do we get men to loosen up and try things that are going to be beneficial? Because I call it tickling the taint. That little liver meat, that little, that little, that. If you can get them to relax and you get to tickle that little taint, they are right. And if I could just, I tell them all the time, I like a little finger, a little thumb. How do I get a man to relax enough to try things that could be beneficial for him? If you're sucking a dick, you can take your thumb and put it behind the testicles. And you, you press, you put your fingerprint on that seam. Press your fingerprint into the seam, not back and forth. Up. Up into the seam. You rock while your thumb sucking. up while you're sucking. Okay. In rhythm to the sucking. You're going to be able to caress the prostate externally that way. Oh, okay. okay. So that orgasm that they have from that shit is going to be mind-blowing. And they're going to be like, what did you do? And then you can tell them. 
And it's going to be even better if you let me put a glove on. Correct. So maybe we should explore that. But if they don't want to, no is no. Okay. You know, sometimes you're just not going to get what you want from your partner. Some, we have to accept that. Yeah, sometimes they're sometimes just not going to fucking do no it. no is no because it's no, or no is no because they're worried I'm gay. Right, you know, right. touch my butthole, I'm gay. Right, because that's yeah. the worst thing you can be on the planet. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Look, gay, yeah. gay and fat. Oh! <laughs> that's me. Happy uh, Pride. I had a third with gay, fat, and black. Oh, <laughs> you. I'm a trifecta, bitch. <laughs> Because I'm queer as fuck. I'm just married to a man, okay? Myth or magic? The most important thing a woman wants in bed is a sexual partner who can bring her to orgasm. Myth. As women, we know that's a myth. Oh. <laughs> a man wrote that question. Oh, no. I think it's a myth from my lived experience. I would say it's a myth. What a woman wants in bed is someone that makes them feel safe enough mm, that they can herself. bust it wide open. Yes. Bust, bust it wide open, open and I'll tell her bring it back. We would do we would do some wild outlandish shit if we felt safe enough. The safer enough. we are, the freaker freakier we are. Myth or magic? If you need to use lube, you're probably not turned on enough. <laughs> myth. <laughs> myth. Myth is fuck, man. Yeah, I'm, a little, I'm a little older. <laughs> I mean, but even, listen, the thing. you got to get them started. But the young bitches think they don't need it either. Really? Now, you, you out here fucking with monsters and you ripping. Or it, uh, that's why. It's not about. Lubricant not only helps with moisture, it helps with elasticity. Longevity. Of I mean, no, it helps to, it helps the pussy stretch. Because your vagina is going to stretch to whatever you put in there. Anything's a dildo if you're brave enough. And I'm not brave. Call me a coward. You can you any, I, I say this. Anything you can put a condom on okay. <laughs> and put in your body is a dildo. If you Ooh, condoms up. blow up to be real big. Because I be wanting to, I be wanting to like change the channels with my with my uh, my Amazon remote. You know what I'm saying? But, I cannot. <laughs> I just realized what you were doing. It took me a minute, but I was like, oh, she's. I was okay. kegling on the remote. Um, <laughs> I believe in kegels. You better kegel Click. that thing out. Well, you know, kegel, so so another myth or magic. Kegel okay. kegling will tighten the vaginal canal. Magic. Well, I'm going to say myth because the way you Because I asked. <laughs> it's myth. The Kegel, I've been doing this in vain. It, it's I'm not in vain. right now. It's you, all in vain. It's not in vain. So Kegeling helps with the, it helps you, it's fine muscle control because the vaginal canal is shaped like an hourglass. So it helps you connect to all those muscles and you should be Kegeling on the dick because it feels better to you and it feels good to them. But it's a pleasure exercise. The Kegels, oh. the Kegels are a piece of the pelvic floor. The pelvic floor is an entire muscle group. So Kegling is not going to keep you from uh, peeing when you sneeze or any of that. Because Lord, today, now You have to actually engage in yeah. the squats and the thrusts and the lunges and all the things yeah. that actually strengthen the entire pelvic floor. I'm so excited. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to try all these new things. Goody Howard, but what are some new things that you right have coming um, out right now and any projects that you would like to speak about? And where can all these amazing listeners find Miss Goody Howard? Okay, so everybody can find me. My Goody is my legal name. And so people ask Goody. So it's Ask Goody. Everywhere likes can be clicked on all social media platforms. A-S-K-G-O-O-D-Y. The website is askgoody.com. Uh, right now, Rideology is on tour. Ooh. I have uh, Rideology Atlanta, New York, Cleveland, San Diego, Chicago, Fort Lauderdale, Philly, D.C. Like all the, all the places. Toronto, Montreal. Literally. All the things. Um, and I do workshop online, too. So I do one workshop a month online. I just did Rideology online. So I'll be doing Lick online uh, for July. Uh, um, probably just mouth stuff, oral sex on the penis and a vulva. But, um, yeah, so I have. I always have stuff going on. 
Um, I have a lube line coming out. I'm so excited about it. It's called Gloss. It's not going to be out until September, but pre-sale will be happening in July. So I love y'all so much. I am going to do a discount code for your listeners. If they go to askgoody.com and use code MAGICMIKE, they will get 20% off of Pleasure Tools, Goody Gear, and replays, the uh, replays of the workshops. Now, live in-person tour dates, baby, that does not apply. But all the products. Yeah, because they got to pay that fee to see you in person. And it goes up. It's 75 early bird, $100 right on time, and 125 late registration. Oh, I want to go to the next. I I hope that we can work that out in our schedule for us to go. But we're so excited that you came in studio with us. Because, see, that kind of stuff, we we needed you to be in person (laughs) to give us those lessons. So we're so glad that you took time out of your busy day and from being on your tour to to come in here and talk with us and educate us and our listeners about being sexual, about what sexy is to you, and being positive and confident with it. And we're so excited that you came and hung Thank out you. with us. Thank, Thank you, you so you very much. Me. Yes. The best sort of company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Magic Mike podcast. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and join us next week.